Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. And the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always just is. And yet the dawn is ours. Before we knew it, somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. When National Youth Poet Laureate Amanda Gorman read her instant epic, The Hill We Climb, at President Joe Biden's inauguration, whose spirits were not uplifted? After four years that were hell-bent on stoking hate and extinguishing civil liberties, a year of braving COVID, historic wokeness around racial inequality, and just days after the horrifying assault on our nation's capital, Amanda Gorman was a tonic for what ails our national psyche. Her wise and powerful observation of a nation that isn't broken but simply unfinished is a generous and healing invitation to complete the promise of our work-in-process nation. In that moment, when Amanda Gorman read her poem, I felt more than inspired. I felt patriotic. Amanda Gorman is a reason to believe in our country and in one another. It may not come as a surprise that someone like myself, who is originally from New Jersey, is a huge admirer of Bruce Springsteen and of his particular way of telling stories of redemption, hope, and second chances. For years, one of my favorite songs has been Reason to Believe. The song tells hard luck stories of heartbreak and loss, each story ending with the refrain, but at the end of every hard-earned day, people find some reason to believe. I've always loved that message, that even when faced with the most devastating setbacks, people find the resilience to carry on and to believe things will work out. Except, Springsteen has a different purpose for the song. In his own words, this song is about the price that blind faith and refusing to give up your illusions extracts from you. Well, I haven't quite let go of my more optimistic interpretation of the song. I've never stopped thinking about Springsteen's cautionary tale of blind faith and the danger of hanging on to illusions so tightly you become convinced that the sky was never really blue. And I have found myself thinking, there are millions and millions of Americans in our great land of hope and dreams who have a serious case of blind faith in some very dangerous illusions of what this country stands for, 
who is welcome, and what we can be. It's easy to feel dragged down by our society's fierce and constant infighting around basic values of liberty, equality, and justice for all. All the more so on patriotic occasions, like today, the 4th of July. The good news? We don't have to give in to that dark energy. We can choose, like Amanda Gorman, to search for light in the never-ending shade that dominates news cycles and social media. We can choose to be lifted up by better angels all around us. And we can find reasons to believe, not in misguided illusions about what makes our country great, but in those better angels, those everyday friends and neighbors who make our communities and our nation a more perfect union. One of the most magnificent expressions of our Unitarian Universalist faith and of our core American values is our willingness to help one another. Service and volunteering are natural incubators of reasons to believe. For many years, I worked at Boston Cares, a nonprofit that makes it very easy to volunteer at dozens of community programs, including the Friday Night Supper program here at Arlington Street Church. Every single day, we saw how easily service unites people across walks of life, across demographics, across political perspectives. In recent years, Boston has seen a steady uptick of non-American volunteers born in non-European countries. There's no small amount of irony here given the epidemic of anti-immigrant sentiment in our country. And yet, just like those founding Americans who firmly established our country's reputation for being a society of helpers, today's new arrivals are stepping up to help in record numbers. In fact, in some years, up to a third of Boston Care's most active volunteers have been from other countries. When Farouk Mateen spoke about his motivations to serve as a career counselor for people who have fallen through the cracks, he shared about life-changing help he'd received from total strangers and how compelled he felt to pay it forward. And he said, as a Pakistani, it's important that Americans see a Muslim man doing something positive for others. When Nita Wang moved to Boston, she brought her experience of having volunteered for the Special Olympics in China. And she now coaches special needs athletes here. In Nita's words, volunteering and doing good are contagious. My favorite thing is how people come together to support each other as a community. And I see how inviting friends to volunteer makes the good energy larger. This is the mark I want to leave on the world. Yenner Bravo Gutero arrived from Colombia in 2018. Yenner says, I soon realized that pursuing my dream without a real connection to Boston or to this country was difficult. Someone recommended that a great activity in America is to volunteer. And so that's what I did, and I love it. I can see how one person doing good creates a chain reaction of other people doing good. I believe in this current situation that kindness is the best anyone can do. 
While some Americans will never show them a welcome mat, volunteers like Jenner, Nita, and Farouk follow in the footsteps of the founding helping Americans, going the distance for others with kindness, wisdom, and grace. They are reasons to believe. The University of Maryland's Do Good Institute researches volunteering throughout the life cycle. If volunteering is as closely linked to our nation's civic health as the data indicate, then we should take heart that high school students in Massachusetts are a third more likely to volunteer than adults. Nowhere is this more evident than at Project 351, a statewide group that prepares eighth graders and high schoolers to tackle community problems and to speak out against injustice. In addition to the usual clothing drives, food bank events, and care package projects, these young people are devising their own responses to issues of diversity, inclusion, climate change, social justice. Using their own lived experiences, some are training others to safely confront bias and discrimination at school. Others have testified on tackling racial inequality before statewide groups, such as the Association of School Superintendents. These are amazing young people, mostly teenagers, and their wisdom about how service has shaped their view of society and their place in it is spot on. Dominique Thomas says, people who want to serve will wake up at five o'clock in the morning to do so. If the country and the world had more people like that, we wouldn't have as many problems. Isabel Cole says, people who do service are connected. I've learned the African concept of Ubuntu. I am because you are. My humanity is tied to your humanity. Instead of being a product of the times, I'm able to be a product of love and compassion. And Noor al-Sad says, right now, our country is in a vulnerable state and full of divisiveness. My experience is young people are much better at having respectful and effective conversations than elected officials. Now, more than ever, it's important to turn to young people. In every corner of our Commonwealth and throughout Boston, there are young leaders like Dominique, Isabel, and Noor whose open minds, compassion, and determination to be of use are forging them into a new generation of civic health champions. They are reasons to believe. One more story. Government data show that for the first time, more than half of homeless people are sleeping outdoors, not in shelters, not in emergency housing. The average age of a homeless person in America is nine years old. John and Trish Borowski are longtime Oregon transplants by way of New Jersey. Both have been public school educators. They adore their family and they are deeply in love with Mother Earth. Last fall, John shared that he and Trish were delivering 40 care packages to people living in a camp underneath a nearby highway. John's message was simple. People are not disposable, and those who need a helping hand deserve to be treated with love and concern. A few days later, John and Trish returned, this time staging a soup kitchen out of their pickup truck, 
along with more care packages of warm socks, cold weather gear, and personal care products. And then they just kept showing up. In short order, friends whom John refers to as Earth Angels began chipping in to help. In the coming months, weekly soup kitchens were accompanied by a steady stream of clothing, first aid supplies, firewood, blankets, sleeping bags, and even portable heaters with propane tanks. With permission, John began introducing his houseless friends and their stories to his online community of Earth Angels. And donations became targeted for specific needs, pampers for baby Kaya, Depends underwear for Doug, an Air Force veteran who struggles with incontinence. Compression socks for Zach, a first American with cardiac disease who stands up for the other campers if they're bullied. Over time, John and Trish have helped many of their houseless friends to find places to live indoors, to secure medical care, and to get back to work. When plans to tear down the camps were announced in the spring, they went to bat for those whose camps were being removed, and they're still at it. While the Borowskis do not hold back their rage over a country where veterans, senior citizens, toddlers, youth with no family, and people with all manner of illness live under highways, they've expressed even larger gratitude for what they describe as the chance of a lifetime to make a difference. In John's words, when another human being says, John, you and Trish have literally saved my life, we are left speechless. We laugh, we hug, we cry, and we listen. We let people know they are seen and worthy. Always remember, John says, that acts of kindness provide light and can keep people from sliding into the abyss. Without intending to do so, John and Trish are living Gandhi's advice. If you want to find yourself, get lost in service to others. People like John and Trish Borowski and their community of Earth Angels are reasons to believe. The bottom line is that despite our nation having dangerously strayed from anything resembling a shared moral compass, there are legions of better angels whose practice of helping others shines a light through the cracks of our nation's darkest days. And as Unitarian Universalists, ours is a faith built for times like these. When our beloved community reunites in September, we have an unprecedented opportunity to use the gift of being closer than ever to supercharge our sacred covenant to be of use to others. Just as this year's covenant renewal was an historic expression of our financial generosity, we can ignite a chain reaction of goodness for our congregation, for Share the Plate partners, and for myriad causes we each hold dear. For those who already help at church, will we invite others to join us and make the good energy even larger. For those who are new members or perhaps have been on the sidelines, will we embrace the opportunity to discover this beloved community through service? For those who have been helped by others along the way, will we pay it forward with kindness and grace? 
Might there be earth angels among us who will rally responses to heartbreaking needs that are hiding in plain sight? Will we recognize that I am because you are and that my humanity is tied to your humanity? Remember, the service begins when the service ends. And remember, our beloved Arlington Street Church community is a reason to believe. So let's bring it home with Amanda Gorman. We will rebuild, reconcile, and recover in every known nook of our nation and every corner called our country. Our people, diverse and beautiful, will emerge battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. Let it be so. Amen. And now for our benediction, I invite you to place your hand over your heart in namaste. I bow to the divine in you. Congressman John Lewis of beloved memory said, we all live in the same house. We all must be part of the effort to hold it down. You are light. Never let anyone, any person or any force dampen or diminish your light. Do not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful. Be optimistic. Get into some good trouble and redeem the soul of America. Let us keep this faith and carry it on. The service begins when the service ends. Amen. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace.